And once we get that right, which is for me the most important thing, that they have, first of all, respect. The second one is commitment. The third one, passion. Those three ingredients are non-negotiable. Welcome into the Non-Negotiables podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm here tonight with Justin. How are you doing, Jazz? Hey, Gav. And Pascal. How are you doing, Paz? What's up, Gav? Not much, man. Not much. So let's crack in. Um, 27-man traveling squad to the US left on Sunday. We've got two players joining later in ESR and Partey. Um, let's start with um, a couple of the surprising names that were on the plane, I guess. Um, so did you guys pass, did you expect Marquinhos to be making the journey? Mm, probably, yeah. Um, yeah. As much as I've totally forgot that he plays for this club, um, it, it kind of make, makes sense. I mean, he's 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 not, um, I, I, I don't, I don't know if we're selling him, to be honest. I think we're putting him alone again. So if that is the case, then it makes sense that he is he is on the tour. Um, it's not a big surprise, no. Uh, just surprised that I forgot that he actually still plays for us. And Jazz, um, the other one, the other one, I guess he's uh, Moel Nene. Um, I don't know if he's actually ready to like be playing actual football or anything, but he's he's on the he's in the squad list. Yeah, that is an interesting one because I thought he, uh, I didn't think he was going to be ready at all for start of the season. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty surprised by that. I'm, <clears throat> I'll say though, the thing that like jumped out at me the most after seeing this, uh, this squad list is, man, we actually do have a lot of outgoing work to do. It's a pretty bloated squad when you're looking at the list of names, isn't it? Well, and in a minute, we'll come on to the players that got left behind, and then you'll see how bloated it is when we're yeah. 29 out there, plus the players that aren't going. Um, I think the only other surprise was uh, Koja Dubry making it, um, just especially after him not playing any part in not going to Germany. I'm guessing that this is a direct result of Reese being injured, right? I, I, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I imagine it would have been, you know, Nelson uh, would have been a shoe in, but since he, uh, you know, he got a little knock right before the tour, it, it just makes sense player for player. I don't think uh, it's really indicative of of him being um, necessarily any further along than some of the other youth. Um, I, I think it's just a, a, a body in that position. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, Balogun and Trusty are in the squad. No surprises there. Matt Turner isn't, and we haven't heard anything about him, but my guess is that his vacation time he's probably spent in the US, so maybe there's a chance he meets up with a squad later on after his little vacation after the uh, after the Gold Cup. Um, for the players that were left behind, um, Cedric, Lukonga, Pepe, Patino, Tavares, I mean, they're all on the way out the door, right? Right, Pass? Yeah, th- those are no surprise at all. Um, I, 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 they have to be on. They're on that list of literally, if they can sell them. Um, you know, there might be a loan or two in those that they have no choice with option to buy. You know, the usual. Um, but yeah, they're not a surprise at all. And and 
in a way I'm glad that they're not on there because you kind of just feel it's a waste, don't you, of um, of space if they come in, not because of them personally. It's just if you're looking to sell them, why would you inhibit others that um, you want to go and assess and see how ready they are for the season? Exactly. And that's the reason for Ranieri, Raw Waters mm. and Lewis Skelly not going on a trip, right, Just It's just because they're not going to be involved with a first team this season. Um, except maybe some Carabao Cup minutes. But the whole point of this trip, we saw it last year, right? This trip was was fantastic for us last year. We really got a lot of stuff ironed out. and we, we put together the basis for what was a fantastic season. So those youngsters have been left at home just because they're not a part of the season coming up. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Um, probably the only downside to having Champions League football is you don't have those extra six, you know, eight games that you'd have in the Europa League to blood these youngsters. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you. If they're not, they, you know, it'll be Carabao Cup probably and nothing else. I can't even. Our squad is at the size now. I can't even see them making many match day squads, let alone getting minutes. No, and it's. I, I, would, it... I would sorry to sorry to interrupt you. Just just following on from what Justin said, I I I don't even remember. Arteta doing what Wenger used to do with the young players in the Europa League anyway, really. Or the, I, I think we used to play the players that were on the periphery of the team or the rotation, but I don't remember him really playing over the young players in there. So You're I'm right. not even sure yeah. even in the Europa if those players would have played anyway. That's true, yeah. I mean, uh, Patino, he he got that. Uh, wait, was that Europa League? Or it was, was it? I think it was um, a Carabao. Okay, yeah. Um, that one yeah. maybe, yeah. That one, yeah. I think we've got more hope. I don't even think Europa, they 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 would have come in. But even in the Carabao, he he, he doesn't tend to. I mean, last no. year was different, right? Because it was just after the World Cup, or was it just before? Mm. No, it was before, and we had Brighton, didn't we? And we we kind of didn't want to go through in that because we'd have come back and immediately been into that. In fact, I don't even think a few of our players would have been back playing in the next round of the Carabao Cup because it was that, remember, it was that right early in December before we played West Ham, before it was the first games back with a with a quarterfinals or whatever it was. So that was pretty much the only time I can ever remember Arteta playing an actual fully rotated squad. I don't think he always mm-hmm. makes his first team players in. Yeah, yeah. You're, gonna, you're not going to see Wenieri over Vieira you know it's it's just you, you just don't see the swaps that maybe a lot of us used we used to sing under Wenger and actually was quite um refreshing when you used to play the young players so I used to love that because you see the next talent I don't know if Arteta is is as um adventurous on that side of things I, I used to I, I used to love it with a I did too yeah I was about yeah, to say the same stuff. yeah you know what I mean like when we used to get that because you'd get first off I don't know if you remember this or not perhaps but it was about must have been, must have been ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. So it was very early in Wenger's reign, and we'd started to do that. The kids in the Coca-Cola Cup and stuff. You're thinking of Bowmore? Yeah. Well, started. no, it was that they they basically. So with Arsenal season tickets, you got you always got the league games, and then you got seven cup tie coupons, right? Mm. And they counted for everything. Well, because they started playing all the kids in that cup, they then took them out. So your seven cup ties, you still had seven cup ties, but they only counted to the FA Cup and the Champions League. They stopped counting to the League Cup. So mm-hmm. what you used to get on the League Cup, you'd still get the first choice to buy your seat, right? So if I wanted yeah. to go to that game, I would have the option to buy my seat to go to that game. And a lot of people, because remember at Highbury at the time, it was basically entirely season ticket holders. There was hardly any 
any, I think there was only like 5,000 seats that went on sale to non-season ticket holders at that point. So it gave a lot of people who never got to see the team a chance That's to true. get in there. And it was it was always fun. I didn't go to all them games. I used to go to I used to go to them every now and again, but I never went to them all. And it was always fun when you went because all of a sudden you had different. You know, I had the same people sit around me for ten years, and all of a sudden you'd go and there'd be different people everywhere. And it was it was quite mm. fun. It was something it was something different. It, it, they used to. Um, I think they used to make it all ticket as well. So it used to be ten pounds. I remember. Um, That's right. Yep. This, this is not a long, long time ago. I'm not talking about early 90s or late 80s. I mean, it was used to be like £10, very easy to get. You can go with a group of your I mates. Think that was, I think that was in way into the 2000s. It was like five, yeah, five that's right. for kids and 10 for adults. That's what. That's right. And um, I, I also, you know, I remember, I don't know if, you know, we're going a bit close to the time. Do you remember when Carlos Vela scored that fantastic? The yeah, the chip. And, Boy loves a chip. Um, yeah, it was it was it was great. Even though obviously Carlos Vela didn't develop into the player that we were hoping for, but it was always a great way to go and see the 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 young, you know, the stars in our youth and and stuff like that. So um, I don't know. I I think under Teta, those days are not going to be unless they're getting regular game or they're having more game time than we're seeing it. Um, but until then, I think it's we're seeing not. But you know we're going to see a Cedric instead of the next talent at right back uh, in 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 the youth. Then um, you know then so that's that's the only thing about which which I would love to see more of the the really young players to go and see. You know it's always an excitement. But I know you weren't his biggest fan, but at the time when Awobi came on the scene, I remember Chuba Akpom. You know you used to always see these guys coming in and playing. Hey, I thought I thought Fran Marita was going to be the next Cesc Fabregas. Yeah, I remember him. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And what was it? The Jeff, the Jeff. Remember? Oh, the, the Jeff. Jeff. Yep. Yes, the Jeff. Yeah. He, Forget the he, Jeff. He had, a, he had a renaissance, didn't he? The Jeff. You remember that when he, he did. had a really good season in France, uh-huh. and it was. Are yep. we going to go and buy the Jeff back? Yep. Yeah. 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 It it, it was just fun. It was like a lot, a lot to like look forward to, and it felt Absolutely. more like your um. <clears throat> investing in the team instead of just kind of giving the garbage minutes to players you know aren't going to play you know um mm. I, I i get i get arteta you know he he tries to take everything a, a little more serious and and stuff but yeah something about the, those vanger cup squads was was a lot of fun you know i was also usually quite drunk at those games <laughs> <laughs> it, because when, when we went we'd, we'd just everyone would meet up straight for work you'd be straight in the pub and um it, i don't know they just felt different to I just felt different to a league game. It was more like a party. And I, mm-hmm. I think I, I used to get into them games trashed a lot of the time. <laughs> so they were, yeah, they were, they were fun games. I remember Jason Crow getting sent off. Was it, who was, who was that against? After 20 something seconds, he literally came on the pitch, scythed someone down, got sent off and walked off again. That was uh, the fastest sending off we've had. That one was, that one was funny. Um, and obviously Eddie as well. Eddie's, Eddie's debut, yeah, um, against Norwich, two, yeah, two Norwich. Yep, yeah, yeah I remember right. that too. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was the the latter end of the Wenger reign when he was still playing the young players, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, Quincy, uh, yeah, you know, yep, Quincy. Well, Quincy, he yeah. made his debut in that. Yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of them that came that came through in that, and I, I, I did, I loved watching them teams, and you know, that, I'm, I was a little bit disappointed. I'm going to say that that the youngsters weren't on this tour to the US because I thought it was a good chance to good chance to play some of them. And I love Mo. I think we've all, you know, we've all said that we thought giving him the contract was the right thing to do. It's the stand up thing to do. 
But I've got to be honest with you, I really don't want to see him playing out here. I would yeah. much rather see Lewis Skelly getting I would too. out yeah, here than, than Mo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just and I, I don't mind Marquinhos being on the trip. I I do think there's a there's maybe an outside chance if no one else comes in that Marquinhos doesn't go on loan. I still don't think he ever plays, but I think I do think there's a chance that maybe he's held back for that just in case kind yeah. of thing. Do you do you think he does this as more of a self preservation? So it, it kind of does not want if they have a good, let's say they do well on the tour, but they're so young, he just wants to kind of protect them from, you know, it's it's a sort of preserving their innocence as it is, and not trying to get them too carried away and 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 get too much pressure on them. Because it feels even a tour like this now gets so much attention on social media. It's obviously going to be shown. It's it's against some big teams as well. Maybe do you think there's an element of that where he doesn't want them at the age of 16 or 15 to get too carried away and keep focusing on their development? I think I think that does make a lot of sense. But then, you know, you have that, you know, he handed that debut to uh, Enwaniri at 15, you know, just yeah, totally out that, of the blue. That is too. true. So, you know, it's like... That, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know, you know, it's it's kind of an odd one, right? That was really left field as well. It was very, very unusual. But I, I do now, looking back in retrospect, I do feel that was more to show him, hey, because he knew this contract was he would have to, um, you know, sign the contract at the end of yeah. the season. Maybe that was just to indicate, hey, look, this is where your future lies. Yeah. Um, because we never saw him after that, did we? Yeah. I don't think that was just him. I don't think that was just him, though. I think that was a message to Hal End. Because we'd had, mm. remember, we had um, Amari Hutchison walk away yeah. the summer before mm. and go and waste his time at Chelsea. And oh, yeah. I think that was that was not just a message, not just a message to Wanieri, but it was also a message to Lewis Skelly. It was also a message to Koja Dubry. It was a message to that whole Howell End youth system that there is going to be a spot for you here if you're good enough. I don't know how true it is, but I, I think that was the message. <laughs> Just yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And and these tours now as well, right? Back when when we were younger and they'd go on tours and we'd always go on tour. And I mean, I'm getting into the not just the Graham days, I'm getting into the Wenger days. We'd go and do these tours in Austria, right? We'd play six local teams, we'd beat all of them eight nil. They were never on TV and there was no highlights. You just read about it in the newspaper because one reporter had gone out with the team. The team had, had go out bonding. Um, I believe is what Ray Parler used to call it. <laughs> um, so you'd get that, but but they, they weren't. They weren't. I'm not going to say they weren't serious because obviously these guys were still professionals. But they weren't like they are now. On this tour, every single little minute detail has been planned out from their meals to where they're training to when they're eating, sleeping. All that has been planned out. Whereas back then, it was very much we're going on a bit of a lads' holiday before the season starts. Um, Perhaps it's it's just a, got a different feel about it these days. The preseason, it, it seems more serious for me. Um, more, but again, I get. I think that also relates to how much commercial aspect is into these tours now. It's not, you know. It's remember we used to always play Boreham Wood, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. Remember that was yeah. our signature first game was Boreham yeah. Wood. Um, my, my first ever away game was a preseason first on my own. Um, with my mates was a pre-season game at Leighton Orient in 1993 and me and three of my mates went there so I would have been 13 at the time and that was my very first away game a pre-season game at Leighton Orient 
you, you just don't see that anymore. They're usually <laughs> now internationally. They're outside of the country. There's a lot of, um, th there's obviously, they're televised quite a lot of them. You see, like we were talking earlier about how Apple TV are doing uh, for this America tour. Um, so there's a lot of promotion. So I think there's, because of that, there is, um, that's perhaps why we don't see sometimes the young players that we want to see, the more, the ones that are coming through, the exciting ones, because there is so much emphasis on these games and and slight scrutiny. Um, but it seems a lot more, it's it just seem, it does not seem like what what Ray Parler was referring to. And we all kind of read between the lines whenever he refers to something like that. Um, it, it's a lot more, I, I feel it's a lot more serious in terms of the way they go into these. Um and 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 that's just just how football is going at the moment. And even even down to the players, Judge, you saw the you saw the pictures of Declan Rice, who was on vacation, by the way, at a training camp with Rafael Leal and um, some rat faced prick that I didn't recognise. Um, you saw um, you saw him at that training thing in Portugal. Like that's him on holiday. I, I don't think Tony Adams was doing that. No. Yeah, I mean, you are seeing that a lot more. Um, <clears throat> I feel like. Uh, Players are just looking for, you know, any minimal gain or edge they can get. Uh, I, I've been seeing players, you know, and this seems relatively new just in the past, you know, few years. You're starting to see them do like some intensive boot camp or something like that before the season starts. But going back to what Paz said, too, you know, it's it's um, it's it's like all about the revenue, isn't it? Um, these preseason friendlies are huge cash grabs. They're not even called friendlies anymore. They make up some fake tournament, like the International Champions Cup or something, you know. Uh, no exhibition. <laughs> yeah, and like, uh, you know, and, and people want to win it. And there's actually a trophy mm. at the end of it, even though, you know, it's just three preseason games between everybody's, you know, B squad. Um, you know, the starters get like 18 minutes or something. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's really cash driven. I mean, you know, all three of us are here in the U.S. now. Uh, when we look up uh, Arsenal, you know, preseason friendly tickets, they're like one hundred and fifty dollars, um, you know, so, very, you know, expensive. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really just mostly profit driven and uh, them trying to, you know, just grow the the, the brand. And I, I hate to say that, but Arsenal, you know, at this point is pretty much a brand. I think from the owners and the commercial point of view, that's that's definitely true. I do think from our technical training staff's point of view, there there's huge value to these. I mean, even you're right, you're absolutely right. They call them whatever these tournaments are instead of exhibition matches. But I do think it does put a little bit more on it, and they're definitely taken more seriously than they used to be. Yeah, um, I agree, hundred percent. There, yeah, you know. So I do, I do think it definitely helps. And last year, this tour last year. I think it it gave us such a boost. Like just watching Jesus come into the team and transform us the way he did, and then watching Zinchenko leave Man City's training camp in New York and fly two hours in Orlando and play the next night. Like that really set the tone for for the season that we the season that we had. And I think this can do the same. So I, I do definitely think there's think there's value here in uh, in what's going on. There, there definitely is, and, and and like I mentioned, I've mentioned it a few times, so I hate to repeat myself, but um, I, we also see very, uh, we see a lot of parallels between what the lineup or what the system he looks to implement for the new season towards the latter end of the preseason. So 
uh, as I mentioned last season, that Chelsea game um, where we battered them, that was more or less our team that started against Palace away. Um, we saw Saliba for the first time. We saw Ben White, a right back. Um, and there's some clubs that actually take it so seriously, they will count winning one of these preseason tournaments as a trophy. Uh, <laughs> what are you I, talking about? The Audi Cup. <laughs> I swear, I swear I've got friends, Spurs friends, who mentioned the Audi Cup. I think, they've got, I think they wanted to put a star above their badge. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's, it, 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 it really showcases the team, I think, for the new season. And it'll be exciting because we're going to see the, um, the three new signings as well. So that's something to look forward to. So for this tour then, the schedule is, um, we're, we're recording this on, on Tuesday. Um, so the skills challenge is tonight. The MLS All-Stars is Wednesday. Uh, we play Manchester United in New York on Saturday, followed by Barcelona in Stan Stadium uh, in LA. Uh, Jazz, are you surprised there's no stopover in Colorado this time? I, I am a little bit, um, but I I like the schedule that we... <clears throat> that we set up, um, you know, the, the all-star game is always, you know, good fun and everything, but I think playing teams like, um, you know, United and Barca, especially, you know, in preseason is only going to be a good thing. And they both have kind of different styles too. So I think it's all about setting up. I think Monaco, right. Is the next one in the, the Emirates cup. Yeah. Uh, and then the charity shield. Yeah. And so I, I just, I really like that we've kind of picked three different, um, clubs that play stylistically different but you know they're also they all have some pedigree so I think uh you know as we get closer to the end of preseason when when it gets even a little more serious uh this is going to be really good preparation for us for sure for sure past the um skills challenge on Tuesday night we're not going to go too far into this because I don't know <laughs> how much you can really talk about a skills challenge but... you'll, you'll know more than me I it's can so, tell you yeah, that but it's a bit it's still a bit of fun, though, isn't it? I yeah, mean, yeah, tell yeah, me you're not looking forward to seeing Rob Holding have to hit the crossbar from 50 <laughs> yards on the volley. What time is it on, Gav? Uh, 7.30. Someone said it started okay. at 8, but it's very... Um, Americans can't start anything on time. I, yeah, I don't know. No. I think we've had this debate before. Um, but 7.30, according to Apple TV, but someone did say it starts at, it starts at 8. Um, so, okay. So... So, yeah, so Paz, how much are you looking forward to seeing Rob? Oh, yeah, I can't wait. This does kind of cater, I feel, to the American audience because they, I, I think they love all of that that kind of... Uh, it will be something different, so it'll be, it'll be good to see. I'm sure Rob Holding will be interesting uh, to see what he can bring. <laughs> um, what um, is it before the game? Uh, are we no, no, it's, so, so it's, t- it's Yeah, we tonight. play tomorrow. So the, the skills challenge is tonight and the game is tomorrow. So oh, right. Okay. So tonight. separate. Yeah. Right. Erdegaard was supposed to be in, but he's actually pulled out and Jurian Timber is replacing him. We don't know why, but obviously Erdegaard had that calf injury. Um, mm. So that's a little bit of a worry, but he was in training today from what I saw from the pictures and uh, mm. he looked to be comfortable enough. So hopefully that's just uh, hopefully that's just uh, a precaution. Um sure. Probably so just Apple TV making it more dramatic, you know, yeah, not to, to, to the runaway be. winner. Well, a, a Timber probably, <laughs> Timber probably quite fancy to go as well. Do you yeah, know what I mean, yeah, like it's a yeah. good chance to to get to get him out there and do this. We've got um, so Ramsdale and Carl Hine are the two goalkeepers involved, um, and then Eddie and Flo, Kai Havertz, Marquinhos, Rob Holding, Jorginho, 
Fabio Vieira and Jurian Timber are they're they're all doing different events. I don't I don't really know what the events are. Do you yeah. Josh, do you remember this from years ago? Do you remember goalie wars? Have you ever seen uh, goalie wars? No, it doesn't ring a bell. Have, have you ever seen goalie wars, Pass? Goalie wars. Um, I'm, I'm, you would you would know if you've seen it. You would know. I'm going to stick a link in the program description. For, was uh, it in the UK yeah. or was it? US? No, no. It was part of the MLS All Star Game. I mean, I'm going back to the '90s. It was part of the All Star Game, and what it was, you have two goals set up, and I can't remember how far apart they were. Let's say 40 feet. A goalkeeper, full size goals. Goalkeeper in each each goal and one ball, and the goalkeeper had to score past the other goalkeeper in two touches. So he could drop the ball and kick it. He wow. could throw it towards the top corner and the other goalkeeper had to save it. It is phenomenal. It is some of the best TV you are ever going to see. I don't know why they stopped it. I wish they would bring it back. But it was honestly, it was phenomenal. I'll find a YouTube clip and I'll post it in the description. Well, do you remember um, it wasn't even that long? Well, I guess it's been over 20 years. But you remember uh, MLS even used to do like the 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 hockey penalty kicks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring yeah. it back. Yeah, I agree. Back. They were awesome. They were penalty, they were awesome. For penalty shootouts, you can't have it during the game, obviously, but for penalty shootouts, bring it back. Yep, I agree, it, man, yeah. I know there's a skill element to taking penalties, but I think with that, there's even more skill, isn't there, where you're doing a one-on-one hockey style and having to put it past the goalie. Yeah, it's it's incredible fun. I, I love that. They did... So when they um when they started MLS, we're not an MLS podcast, but when they started with MLS, there was a, a few freaky things that they tried out. And a lot of people were like, oh, it's the Americans trying crazy things. That wasn't what it was. FIFA had them trying all the things that they couldn't put into a European league. So mm-hmm. FIFA actually pushed MLS into trying a lot of these kind of things to see how it played. They 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 did the countdown clock instead of the count up clock. Right. So it, it, you started at 45 minutes and went down. These yeah. were all FIFA ideas, not MLS ideas. But FIFA wanted to try them and they thought, well, hell, we'll try it in the MLS. And I, I think also they, they knew that if it goes tits up, they'll just, everyone yeah. will just blame MLS. Oh, you could just, just blame MLS. That was yeah. exactly, yeah, exactly it. Yeah. It'll yeah. just fold, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> you could just blame MLS and you could just show those crazy Americans. Like yeah. that's, that's what it was. But yeah, so a lot of them ideas weren't actually MLS ideas, they were FIFA ideas. But that was one. That was one for me. That was a winner. They they should definitely uh, definitely introduce that for penalty shootouts because that is that is so much better than a regular penalty. Yeah, I I agree. I I uh, I'm honestly shocked they're still doing a um, a draft. Um, <clears throat> I can't remember the last uh, like draft player that's made a huge. Now don't don't get me wrong. I don't oh come on, closely, come on, Josh. But... You know I'm about to reel them off. You know I'm about to reel them off. We've just had Daryl DK. Over in Daryl DK set the championship alight. Who was mm. Orlando's third overall pick? I remember. I remember Maurice Sadu as a number one pick, and he was basically just a, a speed merchant. Yeah, there's there's still a few that come out, but now clubs have all got their own youth systems, so there's not many. Most of the players that come through the yeah. college system just wanted to go to college. Um, so they, you know, the best players tend not to come through. Orlando have had a couple. Chris Mueller was good. He ended up going to Hibernian. Um, and then he's back with uh, Chicago now, I think. Um, but he was yeah. a draft pick. So there's there's been a few. Um, Kyle Larry, another one. All yeah, that's again. true. That's true. Um, that's fair, yeah. Ended up over there. So there's been a few come out. But no, mainly they come through the youth system. Yeah. Youth system now. But the youth system in America is so broken that teams like Celtic and Bayern, because you can't sign professional terms, they just come and take these players at 16, 17, 
with no yeah. compensation. And so they're, you know, again, not an MLS podcast, but they need to figure out a way to, yeah. a way to fix that. So the game tomorrow night, guys, um, <laughs> obviously we're not going to do a massive preview of the game because at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's an all-star game. It's just a, a bit of fun. But hopefully we can we can learn some stuff. Um, we might see some new players out there. We might see some new shapes out there. Just what are you what are you looking for out of the game? What is it you when you're watching? What are you going to be looking for in particular? Obviously, the result doesn't really matter. Um, me personally, I'm looking at uh, team shape. So not necessarily who's out there per se, but if we are going to kind of go with the a six and two tens or two eights, however you want to word it, you know, if we are going to have um, a Zinchenko like player on the right in style, obviously nobody can really quite match Zinchenko. And um, I'm actually really interested in, um, in Balogun. I think that uh, being the U S tour, they're going to try to exploit that a little bit more than they normally would. Not like uh, to the detriment of the team or anything, but I imagine he's going to be a bit of a key figure for this tour. And I'm I'm curious to see how he does. I still would like him to stay like in an ideal world, but I'm not going to turn down a huge fee for him. Um, but those are the things I'm looking, I'm looking at. Um, uh, you know, obviously I'm excited for some of the new players debuts. Uh, I doubt we see many of those. Uh, I doubt Tim. What do you think? Timber and Rice, are they going to play at all? They've only had like I think a couple so. days. You do? Yeah, I think they'll play. Hmm. Pass. You think they're going to play? Yeah, I think they'll play. I, and obviously, it won't be a full ninety minutes, but they'll have some parts to play. I think. I and think yeah, well, can... I'm definitely looking forward to that too. You know, seeing seeing yeah. the new guys and how they how they gel and stuff like that. So yeah, mostly team shape though. I think is what I'm interested in. And Balogun is a hundred percent scoring tomorrow night. I guarantee. Oh yeah, it. probably. I, I guarantee yeah. it now. Balogun's scoring. What about you, Pass? What you uh, What are you looking out for? I'm, I'm basically really as 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 boring as it sounds. It's more or less what Justin said. I think he he basically put it all of what I'm looking forward to to seeing. Um, obviously the, the new signings. Um, then um, how how what system he is implementing? I I mean I would have loved to have said some of the younger players in there, but that they're obviously not going to be there. Um, but really, uh, that's it. Really, I just uh, I'm just interested to see what the setup is, how we perform, and 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 Balogun. Balogun will be important. I think what Justin said. I know we still that the likelihood is he's departing, but we still haven't seen enough of him as Arsenal fans at all. Really, um, he always seems to be behind Enketia. So I'd like to see him given more of a run out, so we can really see what we might be potentially missing or what we might hold on to. Yeah, I think he might start tomorrow, actually, Balogun. I hope so. I, I think he might. I'm interested to see, not necessarily the pecking order, that's not the right word for it, but I'm interested to see who plays where. Do you know what I mean? Like, does Fabio yeah. Vieira go in on the right-hand side instead of Saka when Saka comes out? Or does Jesus move out there? And is Kai Havertz going to play in eight? Or does he kind of move up and, stay the you know, it switch behind him a little bit? So I'm I'm kind of interested in that too, because I think we've got... It's a shame that ESR isn't here yet, because I think that that kind of that mm. kind of you know it, it it takes a little bit of it away because you kind of Fabio Vieira is you know we've got no way of knowing if if ESR can jump Fabio Vieira for that left eight spot because he's he's not here. But I am interested to see who plays where. I mean, Timber is Timber going to come on and play some time at centre back, or is yeah. he just going to be a, a right back, um, left back? Is Kivior going to? play ahead of, of Tierney again. 
you know, so I do think these these things are interesting. I don't think they're necessarily this early. You know, it, it's still only our second game of the preseason, so I'm not saying it's foreshadowing or anything. But I am interested to see who plays where. When my um, it because I remember. Sorry, I haven't read into this. It's my bad. But with ESR, I think there was rumors he was cutting short his he is, holiday yeah. time. Is he going to join with any of these games, or is he just? Yeah, going to he after? should be. He should he be have... here in time for the. He should be here in time for the game on Saturday. Okay. All right. So he's coming later. Yeah, I believe they. I believe him and Partey are due to fly out. I think tomorrow. I think he's when. Mm. Jazz, have you read that? Do you, do you, is it the nineteenth? They were due to fly. Um, I've got Smith. Uh, man, I have the article up, but it doesn't actually specify. Doesn't say, I think um, I, I think I heard that Partey and, and and ESR were both due to fly out the were both due to fly out the nineteenth, which would be tomorrow or the twentieth. Sorry, which would be Thursday. Um, which would I mean it, it? They probably won't be involved. I wouldn't have thought for the game on Saturday, but they will be there in time for it. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but yeah, I'll, other... I'll try to get an answer for you while we're still on. Um, let me see if I can find it. <laughs> the only other interesting thing for uh, tomorrow night's game, which kind of makes it fun and kind of makes it stupid at the same time, um, is that everybody is going to be on the bench, right? So we've got a squad of 27 and everybody's on the bench and it's unlimited subs. So <laughs> wow. I don't think it's roll on, roll off, but it is unlimited subs. So there is a chance we are going to watch 27 different players play for Arsenal tomorrow night. Do you think there might might be double, like you can bring the same one? The the rolling subs. I I don't think there's rolling subs. I mean, Jazz did make a a point the other day that he was, uh, he's a bit surprised they haven't found a way to shoehorn Messi into this All-Star. Yeah, seriously, I can't believe that. I can't believe they're not having him there. Well, um, and now you've got you've got Busquets, Jordi Alba, and apparently Luis Suarez are all going yep. to Miami. Like in the Miami, they're just going to win every game for the next two years until they all retire. Yeah, I mean they're one of the worst teams in the league. Right they're the now. worst. They're, they're the worst team in the league. Yeah. They are rock bottom. The worst. I think team it, in the it, it it really caters also to the big Latin. Um, yeah. Lang following that they have in in South Florida because I, I don't think Phil Neville is going to excite any. He's not going to excite, he's gone. excite people. He's, gone. he's not going to excite people on our on 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 the European side of the fence. So I mean, what is he going to do for the, the average Latino who's been growing up watching great football and then you got Phil Neville as your manager? So I think um I, I think they're just really trying to play on that as well. Well, Tati, uh, but yeah, they should be there. That that would make sense. Maybe, yeah. maybe Messi's still acclimatizing to the the publics. Yeah, ta- they've brought in Tato Martino now as manager. Yeah. He's gonna be uh yeah. he's a good manager, so he'll he'll mm. he'll do well there. But yeah, Messi, they've got to try and keep Messi away from them uh from them them chicken tender subs. Yeah. I, I'm telling you from experience, once you start getting on them chicken tender subs from Publix, they are hard to get off. <laughs> hey uh Gav, I guess um something else we should touch on real quick. Um I, it looks like the away kit is going to make its debut tomorrow. Do you have? You know what? I'm coming around on this kit. I am too. I'm coming around. <laughs> no, not, you, you know why he's coming around? Is because it's had so much criticism. That's that is part of it. That is he, part like, of it. Whenever I'm, I'm not going to lie. That is part of it. Everyone is piling on, so I'm going to find a way to defend it. But, yeah. <laughs> but what, what I will say is this. It looks a lot better on the players than yeah. it's going to look on us. That is. That is what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, I saw yeah, Declan yeah. Rice in it, and it didn't look too didn't look too bad. 
So I think it's going to look all right on the players, but it it's not aimed at me. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm 40 years no, old. I'll be stopping it's not aimed at me. That yeah, it, it's not aimed at me. It's aimed at people. It's aimed at people 21 and younger. I think yeah. so. But it is growing on me. When I first saw it, I've had a while to get used to it. When I first saw it, I honestly thought it was the most hideous thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and it still might be, right? It is definitely it is definitely running it close. But I can see the appeal. But, Gav, I've got a question. If Puma had released that, there oh is no I way. Would be, I would be setting fire to the headquarters. <laughs> they are football <laughs> kit terrorists. I, I mean, honestly, I think it has major potential to be you're an You're going to buy it, and we know you're going to buy it. Me? Yes. I know you're no, buying no. that kit. No, I've, I've been eyeing the third one, to be honest. Pass, but... is he going to buy that kit? Come on, Justin. He's... No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit more conservative. I'm going to go for the third, actually. I like the third. I do That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. The third kit's but nice. I just can't. One of us it. should buy it, though. Come on. All right, one of us I'll get got, it. We've got to all it. have a kit day. One of us wearing the home, one of us wearing the third, yeah. and then one of us wearing yeah. the second. Well, I nominate start... Justin for the second, to be honest. When we start doing YouTube videos, you know, we got to, uh, when we start, you know, yeah. throwing the pot on YouTube, yeah, we got to. You know, look true. Yeah, I can't, I can't be, I can't be wearing that though. My wife would go nuts if I brought that home. But <laughs> honestly, guys, tell me that this has like major uh, iconic potential. I could see it being another bruised banana if we, if we crush. Keep this, this episode. This. Keep this. These are the words from Justin Smith. <laughs> yeah. Keep yeah, this I, episode. I tell you, I was uh, one of the first things I thought when I saw it is, my God, I don't want our first Champions League trophy to have the pictures of that. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah. What do you even call it? What do you, you guys got a clever name for it yet? I'm I'm still tossing it around. The it two year like old an, drool over my shirt kit. The diseased banana. <laughs> I was gonna say the anemic tiger, but you know. Anyways, <clears throat> I learned an interesting fact about it though. Apparently, the the black stripes that are on it, they're different for every kit. They're That's not right. They said it's like a fingerprint. Yeah. Yeah, well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, just telling you what, I'm just telling you what Adidas said. Like, as, as, bad as, as bad as the kitties, they're as bad as the kitties. Their marketing is good. So you, yeah, their marketing is good. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, amazing. All right, lads, that will do it for the first half. Let's come back in the second half and uh, got a lot to get into with some with some crazy transfer rumors. New we think might be uh, out the door. So we'll uh, I'll see you in the second half. Hey guys, just a couple of quick halftime messages for you. Firstly, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. It really helps us reach a wider audience, particularly on Apple Podcasts. Secondly, we're on all the social media platforms as The NN Pod. We're really trying to build a strong Guna community. So next time you're on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, look us up, give us a like or a follow, send us a message, interact with other listeners, or, or just have a look around. Thanks for listening from myself, Paz and Jazz. We really appreciate it. Welcome back into the Non-Negotiables podcast. This is part two. So, lads, I think we um, we all know right now that um, outgoings is the, is the theme, right? We've, we've done the bulk of our business. I don't think it's all of our business. I think we all think there's going to be another another signing or two to come in. But I think before that can happen, we've got to get some outgoings. Um, so just a quick little roundup of what we've what we've been hearing the last couple of days. Um, 
Inter Milan apparently have firmed up their interest in Balogun and have been in touch and said they're ready to go at 40 million euros, which we don't think is enough. Um, Brighton Palace and West Ham are interested. So, I mean, I don't know what you guys are thinking, but I'm thinking 50 million if it's Palace or Inter, 75 million if it's Brighton, 105 million if it's West Ham Pass. Um, I'll, I'll put Brighton and West Ham at the same price point to be you honest. Put them at the same, um, but can we have some yeah. realistic add-ons if it's West Ham at least? Yeah, yeah, you can do. You can you can do some <laughs> very realistic ones like you know getting relegated, stuff like that. Yeah, perfect. Um, we'll um, yeah, I, I'm I, I ideally Inter Milan is the one you'd want to do it to. Firstly, if you can get a um, not buy back um, percentage of the next sale. Yeah. Because they seem to do pretty well. That I mean, Onana was free. Um, they they seem to Lukaku they sold for a fortune. Um, so uh, there, there's there is a strong possibility if he kicks on and does well, they we could get they could get an even better resell on him. Um, also, he just won't be playing in the Premier League. I, I just wouldn't really want to see him. I, I guess you could argue seeing him at Brighton or maybe Crystal Palace. It's not a direct rival. But I still would rather he play in Italy or somewhere like that. And then if you get the resale, we get a percentage of that. So maybe a little bit less with Inter, which looks likely, but then with some with some good clauses in there. Yep. Um, just a Saudi club apparently have reached out to Pepe. Um, it's not one of the four that are owned by the PIF. So it's not ones that are rolling in cash. It sounds pretty much like they don't really want to pay a fee for him. And there's a substantial gap between what's on offer and what Pepe expects, according to James Benj from CBS. Um, I don't know, Judge, you see this one going anywhere if it's not one of the four Saudi clubs that have actually got money? I don't, but I also wonder what the club would be willing to accept for Pepe. I bet it's pretty low. I think um, they'd accept zero. You think so? Just to get yeah, the I do. Up? I do. I think if someone agreed <clears throat> to to take his wages to take his wages on, I think they would accept zero. I've been seeing it stir up a little bit more in the online fan base that they think uh, Pepe could come here and be an understudy to Saka, and I just want to say that that's not going to happen. I don't think he's an Arteta player at all. If they if that ends up happening, it's going to be like a worst case scenario type situation, and I think they're going to try to move him on no matter what. A uh, free, I I don't know. I mean, I think they could probably squeeze you know fifteen million out of him. Um, but um, I think there's more chance of me backing up Saka than Pepe, and I will look ridiculous <laughs> in that away kit. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy that I've seen that uh, that opinion. I mean, he's just not an Arteta style player. I mean. Not only can he only beat, you know, one man, he he his work off the ball is is just atrocious, you know. Um, so I, I just I don't see that ever happening. Um, but to answer your original question, sorry, um <clears throat> I uh I don't think if it's not one of the four uh state led clubs, it's probably not gonna happen. I feel like it's just another one trying to get in on the fun. Yeah, and pass um Cedric says he wants to stay and fight for his place. Um, not not really sure what his what his place is, um, but he's ready to fight for it. This is code not for sure uh, what he's fighting for. To be honest, dude, this is code for pay me a couple of million quid and I'll go away. Fighting for photo bombs, maybe. Um, I uh, going back to Pepe just quickly. I think um, the, the the thing with with him is that there is this thing by some of our fan base to talk about. Forget 
everything they've seen in the last few seasons with Pepe and just think that the leopard can't change its the leopard can change its spots. It's the same with Tierney. You 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 can't. He's not going to be an understudy now for um, for Zinchenko. I think we we can establish that. It's the same kind of thing, really, and maybe on a worse level because of how much we paid for Pepe. Um, but that's definitely not happening. Going to Cedric, another one. It's it's not happening. I think he's just saying that. And like you said, there's probably trying to maybe force the club to give him an extra money and you know tell him to move on. Uh, but. Uh, there is no right back place or any position for Cedric to fight for. Unfortunately, it's just going to be photos and stuff like that. Yeah, a player that we might actually get some money for, who's on this, who's on this tour, is Austin Trusty. Um, Kaya mm. Kainak from Football London just says that um, Birmingham and Ipswich in the Championship uh, have both expressed an interest. Um, Rangers from the Scottish Premier League are also interested in him. He apparently feels like he's good enough to play in the Premier League and wants a Premier League move. I think if we can get some Premier League interest in him, that would be great. Um, this one, this one is one that we might uh, we might actually be able to pull off. Yeah, I um, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I try to keep a close eye on a lot of our loan players. Like I watched Patino oh. and Balogun and in uh, in others last year. Trusty is is not one I caught a single one of his Birmingham minutes of uh, regrettably. Um. So we know I, it was a good I, loan, though. I mean, he was the Birmingham player of the year. They want him. They want to keep him. They just don't yeah. think they can afford him. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going. You know, they seem to have really loved him there. And uh, <clears throat> I don't even really know what a re- uh, like a realistic transfer fee would look like for Trusty. But I think we could definitely drum up some interest. We just saw um, American Chris Richards, right? Um, yeah, do I have Bayern that name? Right? to Palace. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I mean I I think there's there's a there's a uh, some precedent there I think some defenders are like American defenders specifically are are uh, getting more technically solid and um, I mean it, yeah it, it could be a pretty good move I like I said though I just I don't really know what to expect is it like a yeah. seven million pound transfer is it like fifteen I well I, I tell you what then let's let's dive into this let's dive in position by position and what we think we're going to get from the players we think are going to be available or going out. Oh, Isn't this it? never goes wrong. Here's a fun one. No, no, it'd be perfect. <laughs> I'm sure we're all going to nail it. Um, all right, so let's start with the goalkeepers. So we've been told that um, Conquo has been told he can leave. He's got one year left on a deal. He's not signing a new one. I think the club like him, but it, it's it's just it's over for him here. So um, after Conquo, I think we all know that he's going to be going because that's been said publicly now. I'm thinking we're probably going to, get about a million quid from him from a lower division side. Uh, Pass, where you at on that one? Yeah, same. About a million, million and a half. Not going to be any more than that, I don't think. Jazz? Yeah, yeah, I feel the same. I mean, we got um, Rune Arsen, uh, who had caps for Iceland already, his national team, and I think we only paid like, what, one, 1.5 million for him? I think he'll come. Yeah, 1.6 million too much. Yikes. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I think Okonkwo is going to be about the same. Let's go on to Runison then. Um, <laughs> Justin, Justin, Can we break even on this one? All over his keyboard. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think um, Rune, I think Runison's going to be out the door. Uh, I'm thinking this is going to be a loan. I don't think we're going to be. You out. don't think he's going to fight for his place? Yeah, I'm sure he'd love to fight for his place. He's on the tour. He's he's having a good jolly up in the states at the minute. But um, yeah, I, I feel like this one's going to be a loan pass. Yeah, unfortunately, I think it will have to be. Um, 
So yeah, it's a loan. I, I, who's buying him? Just yeah, I mean a loan with even an obligation to buy for you know <laughs> five hundred thousand, two hundred thousand gun to your head obligation, two hundred thousand toenails. <laughs> I think at this point, uh, yeah, I mean he he was just never you know requisite quality. I think um, it, this would be one I could see us just giving. Oh. To... Obligation to go on a free. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, that's you have hard. to take him. You and, have to take him. <laughs> and I guess we know that Turner and Ramsdale are staying, so that that leaves Hein. Um, I can actually see Hein going out on loan, but obviously we need a third goalkeeper in the squad, so that would mean someone coming in. Um, whether it's like a Matt Ryan on loan type signing, or if it's an an old an old fella like Ben Foster, he likes just joining clubs for a laugh, doesn't he? So someone mm. like that. Um, but I can see Hind going on loan, but only if that happens. Pass. Yeah, yeah, same here. Same. Um, I wonder who that third, third goalkeeper would, would be. But um, yeah, he, 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 it's, it's a loan. I don't think they'll sell him, though. He, he's, I think he's pretty highly rated, isn't he? Yeah, he didn't cover himself in glory mm. in Germany the other night. But it's, oh, okay. you know, it, is, it is what it is. Judge, do you think Hind's going to stick around or you think he, he might head out? I, I think he'll stick around, honestly. Yeah. I think um with, with how much we have to do, especially outgoing, there's no point in going through a, a an elongated, you know, search for a third goalkeeper. And I think he's going to be good enough for that. Yeah, I'm, I think he'll stay. But, you know, I guess if we get a good offer, we'll take it, I'm sure. Yeah. So um, let's move on to the defenders then. Our uh, favorite that we've already discussed is uh, Cedric. I think we're going to pay Cedric two and a half million pounds to fuck off. Um, <laughs> how are you feeling about Cedric? Um, <laughs> I, I mean, it's it, it. If we got some money for Cedric, we are not even, getting money for Cedric. You, do you think a pound, money. just anything, just something to make the hierarchy feel a little bit a better pound. because they're going to lose a <laughs> shitload on Pepe? Um, yeah, I, 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 they just got to bung him and tell him to do one. Um, that's that's what I can think of. Just honestly, I'm keeping him for the vibes, man. He <laughs> just, always just looks so happy. <laughs> He's so photogenic. I would um, be on that but salary, he hasn't, but he hasn't got a seat at London Colney anymore. He has to sit on the floor. Yeah, that's fine. I think he'll be okay with that. Um, you know, you we take his, win. we take his kit number, give him like you know. 76 or something and 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 you know just have them around for laughs the photo bombs <laughs> all right so i personally think that kieran tierney's still going to find the exit door as well at some point um i would think this is going to be one of our bigger sales i'm going to put this somewhere between 18 and 20 million um Jeez. pass Justin shaking his head. <laughs> on, I'll tell you what, Josh, you jump in. You jump in. No, I'm I, sorry. I'm going to be a little bit more generous on Kirantini. I know I, I was expecting you to go low on that one. Me too. Um, I'd probably say you can fetch about 30 for him. Um, yes, I do see your point in that he see, there seems to be a real gravitation to this this impression that he is better than probably what he is. But um, but I think thirty million. Uh, he's still in his mid twenties. He could use be useful somewhere. As to where he'll go, no idea. Guys, I'm kind of with pause on this one. I think roughly thirty million. But I think if this deal gets done, it's going to be like really late. Um, maybe even a deadline day buy. Like I said, I I don't think um, <clears throat> the clubs that want to spend thirty million on a left back 
um, he's probably not at the top of their list. I think this is going to be one of those um, kind of a, a scramble, if you will, at the end. Uh, that's but, but that's why I don't think we're going to get there because I just don't think the sort of teams that are going to be looking at him are going to be are going to be ready to part with that sort of money. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I think he's a, a pretty good left back, um, but he's definitely a lot more in the traditional sense. And it looks like the game is evolving again to um, not quite that traditional overlapping, just cross it in and hope uh, fullback. But I do think there is definitely a market for him, even in the Premier League. I think a lot of clubs would, would like to have a left back quite like Tierney. So, What about Saudi? Do you think they might come in for? I, I mean, I he can't. Would never go to, he would never go to Saudi Arabia. Dead in a week. I, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I was just saying that I can't imagine him playing there. But then Jordan Henderson was someone you yeah. couldn't theoretically imagine playing there. But when they put that money in front of you, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I would be shocked. But I you could say that about almost any player, too. You know, yeah. you can, if, you can. But I, I would be shocked if I would be shocked if Tierney did that. Honestly, I, I, I tell you, I think he turned down the money. I, I don't think he'd go. I yeah, I, I think you're Go ahead, Pastor. He, he don't like being this far away from Scotland. So I, I just, I don't see it. I don't see him signing there. Yeah. Even yeah. if they came in. Mm. Um, so I think that Rob Holding is going to go. Um, I think we're going to end up settling for somewhere around about 7 million, which I think is cheap. Um, but that's where I can see it settling past. Yeah, 10 million, probably the maximum 12, 10, 12 million being the maximum that would get for him. Uh, just uh, Gav, I think you're spot on. It's going to be, um, he's probably going to be a little undervalued, but they know he's, you know, pretty much superfluous. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say seven, eight million is would be great. And Nuno Tavares. Um, I actually have a feeling this is going to end up being uh, being a loan again. I, I'm not sure. I don't know that his last loan went well enough for us to be happy selling him. I wouldn't be surprised if we decided to send him out for one more year to see if he could do a little bit better. Um, Paz, where are you at on, on Nuno? I think we ideally want to sell him, but um, it didn't end too well with Marseille. It started well, middle part okay, but it didn't end very well with them. Uh I think we're going to sell him, but I don't think it's going to be a lot. What did we pay for him? Seven million? Nine, I think. Nine million. Somewhere right, somewhere right in there. I think we'll get. I think we'll get back what we paid. Maybe a little bit more than that. Just. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you, Gav. Um, it's a shame, though. This is one of those uh, deals where if he had had a shaky first half, but the, the the second half that he had in his first half, this would have probably already been a sale. But unfortunately, it, the, the, it didn't work out that way. Um, I think uh, another loan would be smart, even for Arsenal, because I think if he can find a, a good team that, that utilizes, you know, attacking wingbacks, uh, I think he could raise his value decently. And I think we'd be smart to just loan again. Um, that being said, I think if we get a decent offer, we'll take it. But uh, but yeah, I think he's going to be another loan, personally. And Austin Trusty, um, who we just spoke about. Now, he is definitely a hard one to price out. I'm I'm having him around about $8 million, um, is kind of where I think he'd be. He's a left-footed centre-back. He's still young. He had a good season in the Championship. Uh, I don't think we're going to get serious, serious money for him. But I think if we could if we could get around 8 I'd be happy with that. Um, pass. 
Yeah, same, same. Um, it'd be funny if he, he gets more than holding. That'd be pretty crazy. But it's it, it, people will pay the money for youth. He's um, left-footed and he's younger. Yeah, left-footed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, that sounds about right to me as well. I'd, I'd agree with that. Just yeah, yeah. I feel the same way. Has anyone got that? That's it for me for defenders. Has anyone got anyone else on the on the list at the back that they think might be uh, doing one? Mm, I'm no. not including like Omar Rekik and the the like the really young ones in this. I'm just just to the first no. team. No, I think you got it. Yeah. All right, so uh, midfield, I have uh, Sambi Lakonga heading out on loan again. Uh, pass. Yeah, um, I, it, it. You'd think I, I think that's probably a little bit more likely than selling him, but there could be an option to buy. There could be uh, a set fee, but it looks likely Burnley. So what? What? Because it's Burnley and because it's company, I have some. Hope that they'll actually sell him um, for that. I don't know if you're going to get 20 um, for him, but if they can, that would be great. Yes. Oh, look, look I, I like this player. Uh, I think you do too, Gaff. Um, <clears throat> his confidence, though, is shattered. Mm. I think this is one we should absolutely loan out again because if he can get in the right situation, the right environment, I think he could double his value potentially over the course of a season. Um, I know that that's a big if, you know, of course, don't get me wrong, but um, you know, I think reuniting with, with company again would be great for him. I don't know if there's any real value in those rumors or if it's just kind of a, a fan manifestation. Um, but I, I think uh, we'd be smart to just loan him out again. Cause I, I think he could really, really earn a pretty substantial transfer fee if he just has a good season. And I, I know he's capable of it, but the guy looks broken right now. This one is probably, I think, the hardest one to price because I really have no idea. So this is a complete and I guess. I've got Charlie Patino out the door for $6 million with some kind of sell-on stroke add-on clause. I wouldn't be surprised if this was $2.5 million. I wouldn't be surprised if this was $15 million. I just found this one really hard to price out. Um, pass. It's a it's 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 tough because you know I, I know there's potential there and I know that he is he was highly regarded by the club, um, but it it was Blackpool. It wasn't you know it it, it wasn't even Blackpool aren't even in the championship. So are they in the championship? I don't think they are. Um, they were, they were you- last year. Was yeah, it last year then? I okay, think they got relegated. Bad. Sorry, though. sorry, then they were. No, um, but you know, it's not yeah, it's not in the Premier League or it's anyone or or even in um one of the top leagues internationally. So it's a hard one to price. But yeah, I, I think it would be a low figure, uh lower than we would have thought maybe a year ago, but then maybe with a clause back on, and I would think it's more likely to be a sell-on clause. Yes. Uh, yeah, I agree 100%. I think it'll be a, a lower fee, but I think there will be some clauses in there that nets us some extra money just in case he shakes out well. Which would make a lot of sense, I think. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right, Pepe, I've got him firmly in the Cedric basket. We're going to give him two and a half million quid and say laters. Pass? Yeah, that does look likely. Unless Saudi can be our saviour with something and matches wages. Um, yeah, it's paying him off. I think we're going to do an Abamyang on him. And uh, not that he's as troublesome, but um, just... Well, you say that, but 
Arteta doesn't seem to want him around. Like, like yeah. that's something that I've that I have noticed is that I don't think Arteta wants him around as much as as much as anything else. And I'm going to defend Pepe a little bit here because Pepe's goal assist record is not bad. It's not that he's a terrible footballer; he's just not an Arsenal footballer. This this iteration of Arsenal footballer, but I, it looks to me like Arteta doesn't want him around. Yeah, which we, yeah, uh, I. It, it could be because there is you, your body language does show, but maybe his body language. He might not be saying anything or being disruptive as such, but he's coming into work, so to speak, and he's just not showing that he wants to be there. And that's understandable because the manager doesn't see him in his plans at all. He's made it very obvious that this guy needs to move on. So yeah, I agree with that, but I don't think he's been disruptive in like. I'm just speculating. He doesn't seem the type that's been disruptive as in coming in late and uh, acting up, so to speak, but just being around that you, you want to get rid of the players that you just don't need and have no interest in keeping at all. Um, so I think the likelihood is they have, they're, they're going to have to pay him off. They're going to have to pay him off and tell him to, to move on. Jaz? Uh, yeah, unfortunately... I um I think I think he's worth uh, a minuscule transfer fee, but I think with how high his wages are, we're gonna have a really hard time finding a club coming in and being willing to take those wages and pay a transfer fee. So I'm inclined to agree with you, with you both. Um, I just was kind of curious if there was anything updated, so I I googled it and the the. The top headline says a Saudi Arabian club expressed an interest in Nicola Pepe last week, but they aren't currently close to his wage demands. <clears throat> and I think um, that kind of summarizes the issue that we're going to have in trying to move him on. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think I think this is one we're going to have to eat for sure. Yeah, and I think he is. It, it wouldn't surprise me, right, if we paid him off. He went back to Lille. He tore it up for Lille next year and then someone paid 30 million for him next summer. Barcelona. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it would not surprise me at all if yeah. that happened. It really, he, it really wouldn't. He needs to be on a, a quick transition counter-attacking team where he doesn't have to beat his man. He just has to race onto the ball where the, the back line's already, you know, forward. And w- w- uh, every team we play is going to set up more in a, a medium to low block. And it's just, it, it was never going to work out here. And I feel like even if you watched him, you could watch a YouTube compilation and realize it really wasn't going to work out here. Yeah. Um, it was, I mean, it's a bad signing. What can you say? Yeah. <clears throat> so. Uh, and I have Thomas Partey leaving. Um, I'm guessing at least one of you will have him not leaving. And I don't blame you for that. I would have no problem with him sticking around. But I do think he's going to end up going. I think this is going to be one of them Saudi deals. I've got it somewhere around 35 million, which I think is a bit cheap when you consider that Fabinho went for 40. But that's kind of where my prediction would be is that I think he's going to go and I think it will be around about the 35 million mark. Uh, Pass. Yeah, this is a tough one because I go in and out on whether I think he's staying or whether I think he's going. Um, Rumours have intensified a lot more. I think if he wasn't joining this squad... Um, uh, then I'd be definitely inclined to think he's out of the door. I personally, um, I personally don't see the necessity to sell him. Um, but as I've said before, if from a business perspective, if the right offer comes in, I can understand it. Um, 
as to whether what my what my head's telling me um i think from what i'm seeing at the moment i think he does go i think he does go yeah and we get that 40 million for him as well jazz yeah this one's a little tough um i think uh our our midfield depth is pretty elite if he stays and just kind of you know maybe does a double pivot with rice you know against big sides and and you know he's there for for depth and whatnot um i think there's way too much smoke here with saudi arabia uh i i do think i think he's gonna end up going and um yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're going to have to sign another midfielder, so it's tough. And you almost got to ask yourself, like, well, why why sell party and, and you know, have to sign another midfielder like Lavia that may not work out or whatever. But um, I think at his age, with his injury record, if we get a decent fee, we've got to accept. He's just not been reliable. <clears throat> and I wonder if he wants to go, you know, because, I mean, I think it was – I think it's – pretty widely accepted right that he he quite fancied Juventus when Juventus were were rumored to be coming in but obviously Juventus haven't got the money to buy him right so I I wouldn't be surprised if he wants out of England and he wants to leave um I'm not saying that with any with with any authority but it just it just kind of seems to me there's a reason that these clubs have started looking into Thomas Partey do you know what I mean like like we didn't get this last summer so there's a reason, and part of it, obviously, is that we've spent 105 million quid on his replacement. So that that is going to be part of it, but part of it as well. I just wonder, Pass, if if he has just had enough of England and he wants out. Possible. Um, I I I thought my 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 feeling is I've said on previous podcasts is that with him now being more taking more of a peripheral role, um, it might spur him on to do better. But then. Having said that, to offset that point, he is 30. So he might think, well, this is my next big payday. And um, it's, I mean, these guys are earning a fortune as it is, but it will be even more life-changing what they'll probably offer him at Saudi. Um, so he might just think, yeah, get out. Um, starting in a, you know, a league which is up and coming will be the main person and on a ridiculously high way. So um I can see how that would make sense for him. I I also I I also have the feeling, Gav, uh, that if if we don't sell him this summer for a transfer fee, we're probably not getting anything for him. He'll oh, run the contract. We're, yeah, we're not renewing that contract. I mean, it's been I've, I've heard it from multiple places that when Partey was signed, it was with the understanding that he'd signed, I believe, a five year deal. He was going to stay for five years and walk away for free. Yeah, that was the understanding when we bought him that that was what was going to happen. He's not getting a new contract. That a hundred percent, we're not offering him a new contract. So if he if he if he doesn't go this summer, I agree with you. I don't think we'll get a fee for him next summer. But you know, you like you said, he he really needs to be replaced. We can't just sell him and then go. Okay, well that's that's that then. So he needs to be replaced in some shape or form. So then it becomes, is it worth getting the money in? to then send it back out again, get someone else that you've got to assimilate into the squad. And and this is the balancing act, right, Just Like, because if, I think we would all say right now that Thomas Part is a lot better than Lavia, right? A lot better. 
It, it, yeah. it, it's not close. But Lavia obviously has that potential. So would you swap Lavia for Partey in a, in a completely hypothetical world? Would you swap Partey for Lavia straight up? Because essentially, you would be swapping Partey plus money for Lavia. But would you swap him straight up? I would. I would. Well, that's your answer. That's the answer to the question, because that's what it's going to be. If you sell Partey for 40 and then buy Lavia for 50, what you've essentially really done is, is swap to straight up. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that deal. I wouldn't make that swap. I, I would stick with two years of party rather than taking a chance that Lavia develops. Pass. Yeah, I'm, uh, if it's just those two in a hypothetical situation, probably be with Justin. I actually like him. I think he's a really good player. I know, yes, they got relegated. I know all of those things. But you're talking about a 19-year-old here. The, the room for development under an extremely good coach, great setup. I feel that there's massive potential for this kid. Yeah, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be at Partey's level, but then you're not expecting him to play that much in that year anyway. So the development under what we have and the players he'll be playing with and learning from, I feel puts us in good stead next season with a 20-year-old rather than someone who's really coming towards the end of his career. Yeah, I, I I do. I get that. All right. Have I missed any midfielders? Anyone else that anyone thinks? Hey, uh, I I asked this earlier today. I don't remember what you guys said. Is Aziz still even at the club? I feel like I don't even hear his name anymore. He he, he is still yeah. at the club. He's just had his hundred and fifth unsuccessful loan. Um, so <laughs> yeah. he's, he's back at the club now. I, okay. I, I I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah. I don't think he's out of contract. I think he's still in contract. He's definitely still at the club at the minute, so he must be under contract for at least another year. But um, yeah, he's just unfortunately this happens with young players, doesn't it? You get you get young players that are really highly rated that just yeah. they just don't come through, and I think he's he's one of them. Well, and you know we have um, uh, El Neni and, and Jorginho, who I think will both stay. Um, yeah, that's why I haven't put yeah. them on the list. Yeah, um, Paz, you got anyone else you think might go from midfield? Uh, no, not that I can think of. No. So forwards, I think we all know one will leave. I still think it's going to be Balogun, and I'm starting to think we might get a little bit over forty million for him. Um, Paz, yeah, again, it's 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 a heart and head situation. I, I I get that he would probably go for the most of all of the players that we're looking to sell, so that has to be factored in from a business perspective. From footballing perspective, I prefer him over Eddie Nketiah. And I would I, I think there's enough in there for me to show that he would be great as an option, um, you know, with Jesus. Um, but you know, if he the guy wants to go, he wants to go, then you cash in. Um, so um heart stay, Saledi, very simplistic, head, ease off. Yes. And close to that 40 million, maybe more. Uh, yeah, I feel the same way. Even if I, <clears throat> I'm not a hundred percent sure Balogun is better than Enkedia. Um, the unknown, like it, it's just basically we know exactly what Eddie is at this point. Uh, and his low impact off the bench is what makes me choose Balogun. You know, nine times out of ten, um, I could a hundred percent see us selling him. And I we touched on it earlier. I think a deal to like Inter Milan with a lower transfer fee, but a, like a sell-on and or buyback is more attractive to me than selling him to a Premier League club. 
All right. So any other forwards? Well, you want to talk about Eddie? Yeah, I mean, I, I personally, I think Eddie's. I think Eddie's going to stay. Um, I think the club would sell Eddie if they got the right offer in. I don't think the right offer's coming for Eddie. Um, I, I mean, that's just that's just where I'm at with him, Paz. What's what's the fee? Oh, I don't. I don't think we can sell him. I don't think we can sell him. Paz, uh, I think we could, um, but it's not going to be a lot. Maybe fifteen, twenty. Already, that's that's probably where I think he is. And again, we're looking at, at teams which, you know, your Crystal Palaces of the world. I think we'd jump at twenty million. I think if someone offered twenty million for Eddie, I think I think they would I think they would sign them contracts a lot quicker than they did the ones for Declan Rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I I know it's more fantastical thinking, but um, I think if the offer comes in, I I I believe we would take it. Yeah, I, I do. I just don't think the offer would. The offer's coming in, just Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, 15, 20 million pounds is, is what I would expect for Eddie. And again, I think this is one of those deals that um, it could happen late late in the window. Mm. You know, he'll be like a, a, a an option C, D, E for a lot of clubs, I think. Um, so do you think it. he's going to, do you think he's going to go? Well, you know, that's kind of the interesting topic, right? Because what if we sell Balogun first, yeah. but then somebody comes in with a 20 million pound offer for Eddie? Do we just sell him and hope? I, I, I don't I, know. I, I mean, I would say Trossard is, is our plan B. Eddie's and, our plan C. And Havertz as well. And Havertz, yeah, yeah, that does make mm-hmm. it a little easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully Smith Rowe stays fit, um, you know, to play that left eight and even maybe false nine. I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I guess it just kind of depends on what happens. I'm I'm of the opinion that if we got a 20 million pound offer, we'd sell Eddie, even if Balogun was already gone. Um, I, I don't think Arteta would want to. We we spoke about this before. I don't think Arteta would want to. I would I would do it, and I don't I don't think Arteta rates Eddie as highly as people say that Arteta rates Eddie either, because he hasn't shown that. He or as high as. Arteta says he rates Eddie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Arteta says what he says, but he, he don't show it, does he? I mean, he doesn't yeah. want to play him. And he, he did that with Pepe, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, when he said, you know, uh, he's, he's he's having a new start and he's looking good and this and that, and then just didn't play him. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's smart yeah. manager talk, though, to keep their value yeah, it is. a little it bit is. higher, at least. Um, yeah, yeah, you've got like, to make people feel like they're them. a part of it, even when you know yeah. they're not. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't even um, get to talk about uh, Kudus. No, we didn't. So we have been linked with uh, Kudus from um, from Ajax. Um, it would be a great move. I think we'd all really like to see that one happen. But I do think yeah. these outgoings have got to happen first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, hundred so, percent. And it's another one, Judge. That I think if it happens, it will be late. And and I think any out any in, any more incomings, I think will be late. I don't expect anything to happen in the next week or two. Yeah, no, no, no. Me neither. And I'm actually surprised. What they're talking about a 40 million fee? That's yeah. that's pretty good. He was one of Ajax's. I think they they're capitalizing again on on and which is smart on an Ajax having a horrible season and no yeah. one really shone out. So if this was this time last year, maybe it would be a lot more than that, but it isn't. So I think they they're capitalizing on that. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that would it would be it would be a great signing if we could pull it off. But like I said I don't think until we get some of these outs. I just don't yep. think any any ins uh, can really happen. Yeah, we've got a lot of squad bloat. We do, sure. we yeah. do a lot. 
All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for tonight. Um, everybody listening, if you go to, uh, if you want to watch the All-Star game and you don't have season pass, if you go to at the NN pod on Twitter, there's actually a link there to go and get a month free. Just don't forget to cancel it like Justin does or you'll end up with hundreds of dollars in bills. So um, thank you very much, everybody. And we will see you later on. Thanks, guys. Good night. Goodbye. Good night.